0: Welcome to Rugged Rants, a tough and maybe sometimes bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. This is Greg Joukowsky from Panasonic Toughbook, and today we're going to talk about a wireless technology that we're starting to hear a lot more about eSIM, and we have an industry expert on IoT and eSIM. We're pretty excited today to have Heidi Wilson from Idemia. Uh, Heidi, welcome, and thanks for joining us today at Rugged Rants.
1: Thanks, Craig. Thanks for
0: having me. Now, I did say the company name correctly, Idemia, correct? That is correct. Did I get that right?
1: Yes.
0: Oh, good. Okay. I wanted to make sure I got that right. I figured that'd be a good place to start. So, you know, Heidi, um, I, I know that you are a featured speaker at industry events and you're industry expert on IoT and eSIM. Um, tell me a little bit more about your background, your company, just uh, so our listeners get a better understanding of what you do and what you're passionate about.
1: Sure. Uh, well, Craig, I think that we're both in the business of innovation, um, or I also like to think of myself as a professional problem solver um, for technology. So my job kind of historically has been helping companies adopt new technology when it comes on board, um, trying to navigate some of the difficulties that can happen when new technology emerges. Um, I've been involved in wireless for the last 10 years, and you know my technology career goes back coming up on 20 years. Um, but it's always kind of the same problem. So, um, the thing that changes the most is how the technology is being used and there's some really exciting things happening. Um, but you know, the challenges that, that businesses typically have in adopting that new technology, it it typically comes down to people and processes. So a lot of the same challenges.
0: I like professional problem solver. That sounds like something that should be on your business card. I might steal that. Is that, (laughs) is that okay? If I could fit it, you mind if I take that as well?
1: Yeah. Perfect.
0: Done. I I like that. I like that. Well, so let's, let's start basic. So I don't know of anybody, maybe very, very few of our listeners are not generally familiar with SIM cards, just SIM in general, Uh, subscriber identity module, correct. And we're probably all familiar with the different variations over the many years. Any of us with a smartphone have likely put in a SIM card or changed a SIM card. On our smartphone, when we upgraded from one phone to another or one carrier to another, it started out, if I remember correctly, with standard size SIM cards, and then it went to micro and then maybe to nano. Do I have that right? I think my uh, history on SIM cards is accurate.
1: Yeah, getting smaller and smaller.
0: Yeah, smaller and smaller. And it's still a standard that most of us are using today and a lot of different use cases as to why that's relevant. But eSIM is now coming up pretty often. And I'm not sure, I mean, you could probably guess from the name itself what an eSIM is, but do me a favor, if you will, just describe what is eSIM? What, what, if you're describing it to somebody for the first time, how would you describe what it is and why it's important?
1: Yep, uh, for sure. Well, first, I think an interesting thing is a lot of people in the industry think that the E in eSIM stands for electronic, um, but it actually stands for embedded. So the history of the eSIM actually came from as the as the technology was getting smaller and smaller, eventually um, the automotive industry kind of pushed things forward here where they had a need for uh, something that would um, be able to uh, be changed over the air. Um, so that, you know, because they've got long manufacturing cycles, uh, they obviously don't want to do a bunch of vehicle recalls. So, you know, with the advent of connected car um, was the advent of eSIM. So the E is actually for embedded. So I mentioned that the profile can be changed over the air. So typically the SIM card that you have in your phone, uh, the one that's that's typically, you know, plastic with a um, with a chip on it, um, the, the carrier profile that has all the information of, you know, who you are and your phone number and, you know, all your capabilities is 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 inserted on the eSIM at the point of manufacture. Um, so once it's there, it's there. So that SIM card, you know, becomes carrier XYZ, you know, SIM card, and it, it is forevermore. Um, with the advent of eSIM, we've actually taken apart the different functions of the of the SIM. So the the hardware part, which is actually the EUICC, is one thing, and that's embedded typically in a device. And then there's the the software, which is now the profile and all of the information that would typically be put on the SIM card is now able to be changed over the air. So um, this, uh, you know, it just kind of follows the typical digitization path that we're seeing of everything, of you know, being able to. Um, change things, you know, over the air or on the fly or, you know, not be kind of locked in. So um, that's kind of, I guess, ESIM 101.
0: Oh, that, that's incredibly helpful. And, you know, just some primitive research on the topic. One one thing that uh, I've noticed, tell me if, if I'm right here, ESIM in some variation or support is currently uh, existing on uh, the Pixel, Google Pixel, I think maybe some of the newest versions of the iPhone, I think I might have also read the Apple Watch and then most recently if I if I have this right Motorola announced the first f- completely eSIM only phone uh, the new Motorola Razr flip phone am I am I right about that is my research right
1: That is correct so you know as I mentioned the uh, the advent of eSIM came really from the automotive industry uh, but of course it hasn't been long before Consumer devices have gotten on the bandwagon uh, and there are all sorts of new devices that are that are emerging. It's um, it's been, I would say, a bit uh, kind of slow and measured for the consumer side to to start adopting eSIM. But I feel like, you know, there have been, you know, with some recent developments, you know, in particular, you know, we just saw the uh, the Motorola Razor coming out. Um, I feel like we're going to start seeing an acceleration in those types of devices. Um, and, you know, and also some new innovative devices that, you know, we, we might not even be thinking about today. I mean, you know, seven years ago, 10 years ago, you know, who would have thought you'd be? Well, actually, if you look back to... Uh, Knight Rider, you would have thought that you could, you know, eventually talk, have a phone call on your watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are all sorts of things that are going to be happening um, that are enabled by the flexibility that we have from that, you know, the reduced form factor and the fact that you're able to change it over the air. That um, I think, you know, at some point, it's anybody's guess.
0: Heidi, I think you might be dating uh, you and I by mentioning Knight Rider and, Kate and David Hasselhoff. I, I think you might have dated <laughs> us a little bit there. Some of our younger listeners may not know what we're talking about there, but I certainly do. Google it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one you might want to binge watch on uh, Netflix or somewhere. So, you you know, I I think I have a general idea. or I know more so about eSIM now than I ever did. So thank you for that. But I do want to get a little bit more specific. So I'm thinking that eSIMs are going to have a positive impact on folks like Many of us, you know, or work with uh, people who carry two phones, maybe one for personal and one for business, or maybe they have multiple numbers or or identities with multiple carriers on on their device. Maybe not just a phone, but a computer, even like you said, a car or something else. The the, the evolution or the maturity of eSIMs, I would imagine is going to have a very positive impact on them. Do I have that right? Uh, Those are some of the people who are going to be impacted most by eSIM?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that you can, um, you know, we can maybe divide the impact of of eSIM into three buckets. Uh, One would be kind of the standard consumer and the, the, I guess, improved customer experience. Um, Another would be the the business user and the enterprise, you know, mobile phone experience. And then another might be the, uh, the business IOT experience. All three of those kind of segments are going to be impacted in different ways. And we'll have, um, new ways of communicating and new ways of connecting, um, that are different from how they might have done things pre ESIM. So, you know, on the consumer side, we'd mostly be looking at, uh, you know, wearables and, uh, you know, trackers and you know those kinds of things that are really where where esim and the fact that it's smaller and embedded and you know part of the actual device is creating a scenario where you're able to you know create something that you know with a regular insertable sim card you wouldn't have been able to do it so very device oriented um, and then also very convenient oriented so you know you're going to start seeing i think you know more and more the ability to onboard yourself as a customer with a carrier in an entirely digital manner so right now you know you you go into a store and you get a sim card we're in a transition period um but you know with 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 eSIM, you're definitely going to be able to do things in a more of a zero-touch way uh, that I think the consumers are going to really enjoy because it's kind of how we work. I mean, we like to we do Christmas shopping on our mobile phone, so why can't you, you know, start up with a new carrier, you know, without having to go into a store? Um, I would say on the on the go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I like the idea of how you broke that down into three buckets. And if we're being honest, you and I, the second and the third bucket, we focus in our primary work days around the enterprise customer, enterprise and government customers. So I was going to say that there's some interesting use cases that this is going to lead to. If I'm right, things like private LTE and edge computing technologies, I I was just just to name a, a few, I'm guessing, maybe tell us a little bit more about what? what that might mean for the business customer for government customer?
1: Sure. Well, so, you know, if we look in the, in the, in the business world, I would say there's the, there's the enterprise user for mobile devices and they're going to have all sorts of interesting things. I mean, you've got the, the always connected PC that is, you know, starting to uh, come about. You've got, um, you know, BYOD programs that are going to be greatly facilitated by being able to, you know, toggle back and forth between a business line and a personal line. Bring your Um, own device, So those are, you know, some of the things that we've,
0: can you? Can uh, you B, repeat that? Yeah, BYOD, as in bring your own device, just in case some of our listeners weren't aware. Yes. You, you and I live that yes. uh, that term pretty often. Acronyms. I'm not sure all of our listeners do, but yeah, bring your own device. Very common term nowadays.
1: Yes. So the bring bring your own device programs would be uh, facilitated with you know by by eSIM because you know the business user can have a you know one personal line, uh, you know, and then you know toggle back and forth to the business line. Um, and then on the, uh, I would say, the, maybe the, the business infrastructure and IoT side, um, there are a lot of really interesting, uh, I think, efficiencies that are going to happen. Uh, because of eSIM, you will start see, you know, there's the emergence of, of private E and edge computing, a lot of automation. Uh, And a lot of those things are going to be, I think, supported by uh, being able to have connectivity embedded in, you know, specific devices, you know, basically, you know, like think robots on a manufacturing floor um, that are going to, uh, I think, drive some pretty interesting efficiencies uh, on the business and manufacturing side.
0: You know, one, uh, I love all of those use cases, definitely going to change the game for many businesses. But one of the other benefits of eSIM, I'm guessing, just listening to this and learning, I would think corporate IT departments are going to be pretty pumped up about having eSIM technology. I would think a lot, a lot less touch support that they need to give to corporate users in their organization, security safety, convenience, uh, employees on the run, if not um, you know, across the country, but even internationally. I would think IT departments are probably pumped up about eSIM technology.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, because you're able to kind of take away the profile management from the actual hardware, um, you know, you're looking at a world where in the future, you know, the IT departments will be able to kind of control who has, you know, who has what profiles um, and kind of manage onboarding and offboarding of employees um, in a lot more uh, kind of a more efficient way and maintaining control.
0: So you know, wi- wireless technology. There's always a large ramp up period till something matures. Whether it be even still, 4G is still maturing, and of course now 5G is coming and got a long road, <laughs> long road ahead as it as it matures. I would think eSIM same same applies here. But uh, well, I- I'm curious, what are some of the other things that you're predicting in the wireless industry, relating to eSIM or otherwise things that are that excite you that that you're passionate about that you see the wireless industry moving towards anything else you wanted to add?
1: Uh, well, before I talk about the things that excite me, I want to make a comment, uh, I want to reply to what you said about, um, kind of things taking a while to, uh, to come to fruition. Um, and I was, I was just talking to a colleague not too long ago. Um, and we were, I was kind of reminiscing, trying to figure out when, when the first kind of, um, GSMA which is the trade body for the for the for the wireless industry when they first established the the eSIM standard and it's i think it's coming up on 5 years ago and and so i was just i was thinking that the, you know eSIM and really kind of any new technology is definitely going to be the overnight success that took 10 years to build. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it's something that, you know, our our job in technology and, you know, kind of working behind the scenes is to hide from the end user how the sausage is made. And I feel like we're kind of in that process in eSIM of trying to you know, make the technology as easy as possible so that the end user experience is that it just works and it's easy. Um, but, you know, kind of in the, in, you know, behind the scenes, there are a lot of different you know, parts of the ecosystem that are working collaboratively together to try to make that happen. You've got the OEMs, you've got the you know, technology providers, you've got the carriers, you know, we're all kind of playing a part, trying to, uh, to hide how the sausage is made from the people who are going to be enjoying the benefits of the technology.
0: Yeah, so absolutely nothing easy about it on the back end, but keeping that, you know, customer free from seeing that in any way, shape or form, all they do is plug and play and just just keep on moving about their work life.
1: Yep. And to answer your question about, you know, the things that excite me, um, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how eSIM is going to be used in IoT. Um outside of automotive. So up until now, we've primarily seen automotive being being kind of the driving force behind eSIM and how it's used. Um, I'm starting to see some kind of, uh, I guess, some increased interest in other areas. And I'm curious to see how the IoT industry is going to make use of this new technology um, to, to benefit and, and it. And it, it might be, you know, there might be lots of different answers to that. It's not going to be one flavor. I mean, there's no one IOT use case, and there's no, um, there's not going to be any one, you know, eSIM solution of how it's how it's going to benefit them.
0: Heidi, it's uh, I'm going to try and summarize the many things I've learned in our talk today. Uh, I, I did like our little stroll down memory lane on what SIM cards have uh, been through over the many years we've been involved in it. I now at least I can speak intelligently about what eSIM is, uh, what the use cases are, where it's present today, how long it's going to take, and you know, to your point, how the sausage is made behind the scenes. Um, I am very excited for the future of wireless. It just gets better and more exciting every single day. So I, jo- I join you with that. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today about a uh, future anything we might've missed? Uh,
1: no, I, I think that's it. I mean, I think I would just, uh, echo what you said. I'm, I'm very excited about, um, wireless and the future of wireless. It's, um, it's always fun to be on the forefront and very gratifying, um, to be kind of, helping, helping technology along. It doesn't, um, it doesn't advance on its own. It's a, it's always a team effort between the engineers who come up with what is possible and the business people who figure out, you know, how we're going to make life better, um, you know, kind of working together. So it's, um, it's an exciting time for sure.
0: Heidi, we were very lucky at Rugged Rants to have you, have you today. So thank you so much for your time. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it from us, I'm Craig Joukowsky and that was another episode of Rugged Rants. I'd ask you to tune in for some new episodes and hear from my fellow co-hosts, Barry Ross and Susan Campbell. And we're gonna discuss a whole range of other topics. Uh, Each is a tough and bold conversation on the future of innovation. So thanks for joining us today.